This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. I gotta laugh at that intro. Watch me explode because I am so exhausted. I am war slap out. I I hosted some very dear friends of mine from New Orleans this weekend, and you know how my New Orleans people roll. I mean, we roll all night long, and then we get up and we roll it really hard all day long. I'm talking about renting bikes down at the beach and riding for miles and miles and miles. I'm talking about paddleboarding. I'm talking about getting out and riding around Mission Bay in the sunshine, it, which on a boat. And that may not sound like it's tiring, but you know, by the time you do all that, after you've been awake all night, it's like it's it's I'm still recovering. So they left town uh, today and it was sad to say goodbye to them. But I'm happy to say hello to you all tonight on the Andrea K Show. I am live and I am local here, San Diego. Drive time, AK drive time, AM 1170 KCBQ. I'm actually thinking about an upcoming shows because joining me for the hour is none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you very, very much. No, thank you, baby. I'm actually thinking about maybe if I ever have a show coming up where I don't have jam-packed of content, I may actually open up to the phones. I think I might start saving a segment uh, for that coming up. I do want to apologize. First off, I promised y'all Dick Morris. And because Dick has such a tight media schedule right now promoting his book, I actually came in today and recorded a segment with him. And then after it was done, it was an amazing interview, if I must say so. After it was done, um, we had had a technology issue. And we actually ended up, it ended up not being captured. So it was a fun time for me. I will share with you throughout the show some of his comments that he had because I actually posed questions to him that were provided by you all out there. But take heart because one of your favorite Andrea K. show guests is going to be on with me shortly. Ernie White. That's right. You guessed it. I'm also got, um, we got a lot to cover tonight. We got to talk about what's going on in Dallas. I've got a legal story that's been, I've been itching to talk about. And so, um, because Della B couldn't be here with me today. Night. I got Carl Yampokla here to talk about the Roger Ailes lawsuit with FNC. And I've even got a new AK's Looking Out for You segment, you San Diegans, coming up later in the show. And instead of my last week's Fool This Week's Tool award this week, I've actually got a hero award I want to give out because when we have somebody who so stands out, deserving of praise, somebody who's a healer in our midst in America, uh, we got to give praise to them. What is happening in America? By the way, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, like my fan page because I maxed out on friends. So I'm, t- I'm trying to get some conversations rolling over there. And speaking of conversation, remember when Barack Obama first took office? And of course, part of the reason why he took office is because that was supposed to heal the nation racially, right? In fact, there was a whole lot of white guilt they got President Obama elected. He stood between the columns and he literally predicted that the oceans were going to... And then what immediately happened afterwards? What Last night, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a TV show in which the host actually said, Barack Obama's never said anything anti 
police force. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? One of the first things he did when he took office was to accuse the Cambridge police of acting stupidly. Russian judgment immediately accused them of racism. And of course, when it was proven that he was the one who was stupid and that the facts didn't bear out, he had to have the beer summit and invite him, invite the police. And you know what? I don't want to judge the police officer who accepted the invitation, but I would not have allowed myself. I feel like safe to say that had I been that police officer, I personally would not have chosen to allow myself to be, you know, a tool, a in the propaganda war that was obviously beginning to be waged on the American people. Eric Holder said not long after that, we need to have a conversation about race. Americans are prepared to have a conversation. No, the left doesn't want to have a real conversation on race. And I've said this before. What the left wants to do is tell white America that they need to switch places with Rosa Parks and sit down and shut up and be scolded. They don't want to hear what white America has to say unless white America is prepared to apologize for being white. That's now called white privilege. But I got nothing to apologize for because I grew grew up really poor. I come from really poor people. Like Irish immigrants on one side. Wouldn't even know. We're such mutts on one side. We don't even know who the heck we are. We just know that we were poor. And then American Indians on the other side. I come from poor people. I got nothing to apologize for. And why are they doing that? Because we have a movement here in America. A movement. That's about conquest. It's about taking us over from within, using violent and nonviolent means in which to transform America, to take us over, to replace the Constitution with another form of government that is completely tyrannical, totalitarian, complete government control over every aspect of our lives with a centralized government. And the way that they're going to try to get that over on us is to attack and destroy the very fabric of American society and what made us the greatest country in the world. And that, of, of course, what were we about? We're about, it, it, it's about trying to destroy everything that has to do with white America and traditional Judeo-Christian principles. See, it sounds like I'm talking about, like I've talked about before, the Islamic plan to take us over from within with violent and nonviolent means. We've got two forms of, of Sharia, uh, two forms of, of Islamic terror. One is through the sword and one is through Sharia. And I'm think, looking this weekend, I'm thinking, what's the big difference We've got the new Black Panther and Farrakhan and other individuals literally promoting the slaughter of white people. We got the new Black Panthers talking about how they're going to issue, they got their caliphate going, they're going to go and take over five states in the South. That's okay to say that. That's okay for them to literally talk about oppressing white people. They're the target, Hillary Clinton is talking about white people need to put themselves in the place of black Americans who can't send their children out into public anywhere without a conversation because they've got a target on their backs. What? White people have the target on their back, literally right now. That's what happened in Dallas. The police chief, a black man, says that the suspect said, I want to kill white people. The suspect said, I want to kill white police. And something else that's another similarity that I see, and if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Another similarity that I see is that you've got all these peaceful protesters supposedly associated with Black Lives Matter. Well, you know what? If you are, to me, those are the same as the moderates in Islam who, you know, don't want to cut your head off, but they demand constant accommodations because they are not compatible with traditional America. They don't want individual freedoms. They don't want us to have our individual freedoms. 
They want increased accommodations. They want superiority. They want to oppress these Americans over here. So it's nonviolent, and violent means to oppress us and take us over. Now, there's some people, you know, drawing the similarities between Black Lives Matter and the KKK. I actually see similarities in terms of terrorism and the movement between radical Islam and the BLM, Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter isn't the entire movement for this, for the takeover on that end any more than ISIS is the entire movement for radical Islam. Because you've got people like Hillary Clinton. She's, she's, what has she got to do with Black Lives Matter? Any, is she, what that's about is it's about the entire left progressive movement. They're partnering with the Black Lives Matter crowd, just like they're partnering with the radical Islamist because they all have one thing, one goal in common, and that is to take over America and transform us into something that's not constitutional to replace the constitution with a totalitarian regime of a centralized government, completely controlling every aspect of our lives. And the people with the Black Lives Matter, they want that. They don't see that they're really, there's, there's some people like Alan West who say that, that the black community doesn't understand that the left is keeping them on the plantation. I say it's even worse than that. If you look at their end goal, they want to be the plantation owners. There, I said it. That's really the end game because those who really want a type of centralized power and centralized goal, they always think that they're going to be the one at the top pulling the strings and they're not going to have to live under the weight of these oppressive policies. I posted this theory the other day on Facebook and I kind of got, you know, some people pushing back on me saying, oh, you might not want to go there drawing, you know, similarities between the Black Lives Matter and the left progressive movement with radical Islam. But I really don't see a whole lot of difference. What was the difference if you look at what happened in Dallas and the, the terrorism that, that went down there in the violent means. I don't see any difference really between that and San, San Bernardino. When you look at the peaceful end of it in terms of what they want to accomplish at the end, what is their end goal? The new Black Panthers were honest about it at least. They want conquest. They want to, they want to gain territory. They don't want to have to pay for it. They, want it. they have an entitlement to it. They have their vision of America that doesn't have anything at all to do with what was founded and what was traditional. It doesn't have anything at all to do with freedoms, except that they think that they are going to be the ones who have freedoms. It's they want to switch who's sitting in the back of the bus. So I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I want to talk to Ernie White and see if he agrees with me in terms of my analogy here. And I also want to get his his feedback. I want to talk to him about uh, the latest because there is an update on the Hillary Clinton FBI investigation. I want to pick his brain on who he thinks Trump should pick as a VP candidate. So we got that and more coming up with Ernie White. So don't go anywhere, people. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Hey, do you believe in global warming? This seems to be a hot topic these days, no pun intended. Question is this, is it real? Is it man manufactured? Is it just the earth being old? Or is it just a political play? You know what? I don't know and I don't care. Craig Sewing here and I'm here to tell you this, whether global warming exists or not, it always makes sense to try and protect our planet regardless of global warming and the political argument. It always makes sense to save money. So why not explore the opportunity financially that exists with solar energy? If you put in solar energy into your home, you can save 
save a ton of money that you're wasting on your electric and gas bill. Why not go solar? It saves you money. And look, it's good for the planet. Whether you believe in global warming or not, doesn't really matter. Anything we can do that's good for the planet that can save you money, two thumbs up for me. The problem is there's a lot of shady companies out there. So I want to recommend just one, the only company that I endorse for solar. It's Baker Electric Solar. They've been in business for almost a century. I know these guys really well. They're good friends of mine. Visit them online, BakerElectricSolar.com. That's BakerElectricSolar.com. You can go there from your smartphone. Today is the day. Let's save some money. Let's get those solar panels. They'll do a complimentary review. BakerElectricSolar.com. My name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit you our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. That's one of my favorite old school jams. And I'm so glad you played that because I got my buddy Ernie White joining me. Hey, Ernie, welcome back to my show, baby. It's been too long. Oh, it's, it's been way too long. And yeah, keep those jams playing. We're ready. Yeah, we ready. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you ready for Trump to, to pick somebody for VP? Who you got in mind? Oh, boy. You know, that list is long and short, and you've got people saying it could be Pence. Uh, Trump is out there in Indiana today. Uh, you still got Newt Gingrich still on that list. You know, I really don't know. I haven't gotten any win from anybody in the organization. What's going to happen? So I'm just kind of sitting back excited, knowing that no matter who he chooses, it's not going to matter because in order to save this country, we've got to have Trump look at the other side, look what they're doing to this country. So we have no other choice. I don't care who you are, who you believe you want to have as a president. It cannot be Hillary Clinton. cannot be Hillary Clinton. No, I mean, I got so angry today, Ernie, when I watched her lying hypocritical sack up there lecturing us. We have to, quote, we have to reform our broken criminal justice system after this woman. The crimes, the corruption with her. Yeah, you know, Somebody made a joke today. Well, yeah, they, she already reformed the system because otherwise she would be in jail. You know, I mean, the, her going on to say that we have to, um, uh, our economy has to work for everyone, not just those at the top. I mean, it was all Marxist, Saul Alinsky crap. We've got a school to prison pipeline. Are you kidding me, Ernie? You know, it was her husband and her who did mandatory sentences. I wish the Democrats would understand, you know, you look at the Black Lives Matter and they're complaining about uh, the police and they're they're complaining about the judicial system. And yet it's Hillary Clinton and her husband that set this up. They set up mandatory sentences for basically doing nothing. That's why you have this huge prison population. The only people not in prison are people like Hillary Clinton, who should be in prison. And you look at the 
money that she has. You look at her organization. You look at her foundation with $3 billion in it. $3 billion, that's with a B, that's come from countries that hate us. Islamic mm-hmm. countries, Muslim countries that hate us. She's got $3 billion bucks. She got this money while she was Secretary of State. And yet, we're supposed to believe that her emails had nothing to do with nothing when she deleted 30,000 of them. 110 of them had classified information. And yet, we're hearing that, well, you know what? Hillary, she's just extremely careless. Extremely mm-hmm. careless? Well, not only that, but now Comey, but then, then it became when Comey was brought before Congress, then it became that she was too stupid. So was that her campaign slogan now? Vote for me. I'm too careless and stupid to be trusted with secrets. And and, and I had Dick Morris. I, I, I tried to interview Dick Morris this morning. I did, but the recording didn't work out. But I, I asked him today about it. I said, you know, Crystal Ball, what do you think? He thinks it's still a 50-50 shot that Hillary might win. I said, can you explain to me, given your, your history and understanding these people, how in the world has this woman who has no record of accomplishment, zero charisma, zero charm, no vision. I mean, literally nothing but 40 years of lies and corruption. How in the world could we be at a place? How has she managed to get where she's at with that with that history? And he's he thinks it's just because drafting off of Bill Clinton all these years that the American people, you know, just are just at a place to where. It's now Teflon for her. But I don't know if you've seen the latest because Chaffetz asked Comey, he said, have you investigated her? Did you investigate her for perjury? Well, no, I didn't. You know, I didn't bother to look at that, even though that's my job. You And then he tried to blame Congress. He said, well, you guys didn't, you know, send a, you know, a request over. Did you hear Chaffetz has sent a request over? For well, it. you know. She obviously perjured well, herself, Ernie. Well, you know, she did. And unfortunately, you know, we were talking about Hillary having a 50-50 chance. That's because... We have a dummy down America. The American public has been dummied down. I call them sleepwalkers. They're basically sleepwalking. They wake up, they go to work, they have no clue how anything works in this country. They have no clue about the establishment. They don't know how dangerous the establishment is. They don't know how powerful the establishment is. So yet they will still go and vote Democrat or Republican with no clue on what either party has to offer. They just simply vote. Hillary knows that. And so do the Democrats. And so do the Republicans. So both sides can still do their silly mantras about nothing and push anything over the public because we will take anything. Look at California. You've got AB um, 1266 where boys can shower with girls in school. There's no outrage about that. Because the American public has been dummied down to nothing but sheeple. And as long as you've got sheeple, you can do whatever you want to us. This incident is happening in Dallas, along with this Hillary Clinton nonsense. What's going to happen to us? We're about to have more rules and regulations to confine us, the American people. Will we allow this to happen? Yes. Why? Because we're nothing but sheeple right now. And the upper echelon knows that we can be manipulated into believing anything, especially with some racial nonsense. All you got to do is throw some racial nonsense into the mix, and this country turns into nothing more than a bunch of quibbling sheeple that go, oh, yeah, black this and white this and Hispanic Mm -hmm. this. Well, you know what? We're on the Titanic in America, and this country is going down. And if that Titanic goes down, that means all of us go down. That's black. That's white. That's Hispanic. That's everybody, folks. We all bleed red, and we should all be bleeding right now red, white, and blue. This that, is our country, and we need to save it. That's right. I'm speaking with Ernie White, and uh, and you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. Speaking of her throwing out the race card today, systemic racism that pervades our country. That is just flat out lies. 
and propaganda. And this was followed up by President Obama. I can't get I can't read the entire article. I posted it on Facebook, but uh, the Daily Wire posted the seven disgusting things Obama said while hijacking the memorial for the slain Dallas police. Basically, what he did was showed up at a funeral for a rape, rape victim and proceeded to blame her for, you know, wearing a short skirt. Here he goes to a funeral of policemen who were gunned down by a black man because they were white. And he blames the police force and all police forces for crimes that they have not committed, continuing to propagate the lie that black people have a target on their back and that police forces are going out there to gun them down. And then, of course, they, he, just like Hillary, tied it in, tried to equate San Bernardino, Orlando, Sandy Hook, and Dallas as all about a gun control issue with zero acknowledgement as to what the real issue is. I got to give a credit. I think we need to, in terms of you talking about people being sheeple, one of the reasons why is because the left hammers their agenda all day, every day. When you have a president that will go in front of the police force, go in front of a black police chief who's lost five people for being white and turn it around and make it be about that police force gunning down black people. That's some bold agenda pushing. And the Republicans need to take a, a, a cue from that and start adopting a little bit of that boldness. I don't mean to lie, but I'm talking about being pushing our agenda all day, every day, instead of all this infighting that we've got going on within our party. I mean, I am still hearing people out and seeing people out on Facebook pushing against Trump as though they're going to still, you know, vote their conscience. How can you vote your conscience when you've got a president who stands up there and he's bashing your country? You've got a president, a black president. Well, he's half black, but a black president who has basically succeeded. You become the president of the United States and you're still upset about being black. They voted you in twice. This country did. And you're still upset about being black. You know what? I've been saying this for a long time, and I've always said this. I'm a civil rights activist for all people. All lives matter. We're all Americans, and I'm so tired of this nonsense. And yet the sheeple, and I'm talking about everybody out there, the sheeple fall for this. Christians fall for this, which I'm really surprised of. I I hear them, uh, the white ones and the black ones, both sides complaining about each other. When we are Americans, you've got to understand this. Whenever this country starts bringing you race card issues, that means this country is about to do some things underneath that you're not looking at because you're so focused on sheeple issues, you're so focused on sleepwalking issues that you're not looking at how they're going to destroy you. And I'm talking about your government is against you and they're doing everything they can to enslave you. And once Obama federalizes this police force, you better believe the United Nations will be in charge of everything that you do, folks. And yet, because you're sheeple, because you fall for the nonsense of black this and white this, that is why you're going to lose your country if you do not stand up and do something. You've got to wake up. You've got to take those blinders off. And we've tried everything we can do, and yet the people will not wake up. But, boy, you throw a racial issue out there, and everybody's out with a silly opinion while this government's continuing to take away all your freedom, all your rights, everything from you. And we sit there and we just bash about it all the time. We hash it out all the time. And again, the sheeple out there, all they do is follow what the news tell them to do. And they don't do their own research. They've got to wake up. They have to realize that Black Lives Matter, you're talking to few black people. Most black people are at home, folks. They go to work during the day and they go back home. They have nothing to do with that. This is an issue between the left and their organization 
trying to shove this down your throat until November so that they can have Hillary Clinton in and you won't focus on any issues that's going to destroy this country. Yeah, because, you know, it's what I talked about and, and the analogy that I see is that what this is about, they're using it's it, they're using the black, the Hillary Clinton is and the whites on, on the left are using the black community uh, as a way to gain as a way to gain power. You know, so many of the people in the black community don't realize that they're just being used. They're buying into. They hear that there's a pipeline for prison. Uh, they hear, you know, uh, Obama say crap like we flood communities with so many guns that it's easier for a teenager to buy a Glock than to get his hands on a computer or a book. And people believe that kind of stuff. You know, they're being fed, spoon fed lies. And I got to be honest, I'm not sure that I'm hearing Trump push back enough. Some people have been saying to me, where has Trump been the past couple of days? You know, it was Hillary Clinton and her husband that set up this new prison system to where all these prisons are now privatized. So all these uh, investors are making money. All of these Hillary Clinton investors are making money by filling up these prisons. So you bet your butt that Hillary has a lot to do with the fact that we've got more people in prison right now that's going to college. So, you know, if, if people would simply look at look for real behind the scenes and just do the research, do some homework and realize that you're being played by, you know, both sides. You're yes. being played. And right now, Trump is the only guy who's out there saying anything about anything. The Republicans are not standing up for you right now. The Democrats are not standing up for you right now. You've got one guy, Trump who's sitting there all by himself trying to save the country by himself with a Republican Party that won't even get behind him. And, yeah, they're going to vote him in. They're going to go ahead and vote him in at the convention, but they don't want to. you still got Mitt Romney out there still trying to figure out how to do something before November. If this country would – they're proving to you right now that the Democrat club and the Republican club are nothing more than that. They're private clubs, and all they want to do is maintain their little hierarchy – and that's it. They don't care about the country. They don't care about the people. And, yeah, I know there's going to be some people out there saying, Ernie, you're wrong. Uh, my congressman loves this country. Yes, he may love this country, but he also loves getting reelected first. He also loves the private club first. And they should be loving this country first. They should be loving the people first. And that's all people, black people and white people and all people. Well, not only that, but what they're what they're part of the one party system and part of the issue that we have is what they both love is power. And if you look at what President Obama and what Hillary Clinton are exploiting this tragedy for, like Rahm Emanuel said, let no tragedy go. You know, um, I don't remember the the term that he used, but basically maximize every tragedy for gain. Uh, One of the things Obama talked about at a funeral today was increasing government spending, um, you know, uh, talking about, you know, money for schools and money for this. Of course, it's never money that's going to actually solve a problem. And of course, the the holy grail for them is to get at the Second Amendment gun control. They've got to get our guns from us, because as I talked about at the open, this is it. We have two dueling movements here in America, one from the radical Islamists who want to take us over from within because they want to get Sharia. It's their caliphate. And then we've got a caliphate on the left. Both of them want to centralize government with complete power control over their, our lives. So when they talk about gun control and they, they're one of the reasons why they're pushing this police force um, crap is because they want to centralize police power. They've That is a key part of it. They want to get our guns and then they want at, at the same time, they want to get uh, the, the control of the police force 
in the hands of the federal government in Washington. And if they get that over, then boy, they have truly transformed America into a completely different country in their Marxist utopia. And that is the ultimate uh, game plan. And all the different varying groups need to wake up. The sheeples come in the form of the women's voting bloc who buy into their crap. Uh, The LBGT voting bloc, the black voting bloc, all the minority groups that get pandered to the single issue voters need to wake the heck up. Ernie White, I'm well past a break. I got to leave it there. Thank you so much for being here. You got it. All right. Have a great night. All right. Um, uh, before I go to break, um, speaking of the GOP, Ernie had just so amazing. He's just one of my favorite people. He's right about this club and this one party rule. Paul Ryan gets, you know, he's up for reelection. He's got a primary challenge against him from a guy named Paul Nalen. And um, Nalen p- p- held Ryan to the hot seat today because Ryan's putting a big fence around his backyard. And Ryan was asked, like, why, why, are, you, why are you putting up a fence in your backyard? Well, I got three kids and three dogs. Okay, Paul Ryan, Mr. You know, uh, funded omnibus and funded sanctuary cities and funded refugees coming here. You think you deserve some protection against the refugees coming here, but Americans don't. Update, I talked to you guys about a five-year-old who was raped in Idaho by a gang of refugees. Uh, the latest news on that, uh, my last update was that a local U.S. attorney threatened to prosecute anybody who spoke out against these refugees. Uh, the latest is that the family members of the five-year-old victim are not allowed to read the arrest report or medical records. Evidently, there was a filming of the incident that was done by one of the youngest uh, accused of rape was seven years old. Seven years old. That's learned behavior. Okay, seven-year-olds don't go around doing raping five-year-olds and urinating in their mouth. This is the culture that's being imported here by Paul Ryan. This is what he's bringing here. This family refused eviction notice notices in government-funded housing. And the families, the family member, the mother of this little girl is not allowed to even read medical records involving her own child? Paul Ryan, unless you're willing to to bring these people, hey, they got evicted, bring them to your house. And then you can lecture us on why it's not American values to stop the immigration of these people into our country. My values aren't in line with yours. Anyway, uh, speaking of assault on women, I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to shift gears because there's been a story. It's been the top of the drudge, but you know, some people are talking about it. Some people aren't and involves sexual harassment and allegation going on at Fox news. And this is a story that's kind of near and dear to me. I've been wanting to talk about it because it's something that I faced quite a bit in corporate America. And so I wasn't sure if I wanted to tackle it on the show. I had to think about it a lot before I decided to get into it. The story's kind of not going away. It involves Gretchen Carlson. So I asked my, my buddy call you on Pocalo from Pocola Law to come on and talk to me about it. So it's kind of a personal story for me. So anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears and we're going to get into that. It's kind of like our entertainment story for the night. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AM1170theanswer.com. North County, I-15 northbound at Winchester Road. There earlier was a hit-and-run crash 
and investigators are apparently still out there on the right side looking into what happened there, maybe calling for a tow truck as well. Use extra caution. 805 southbound at the 163, non-injury crash now said to be final clearing stages. Conversation about the things that matter most with the people who make a difference, including you, the Mark Larson Show. Tune in to the Mark Larson Show weekday morning 6 to 9. I'm Richard Turnage John AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, Craig Sewing here, host of The Craig Sewing Show and The American Dream every morning, Channel 4, 1030 AM. One of the things we do on the show is we give a lot of financial advice. Something you'll hear me say all the time is you can't figure out where you're going to go if you don't know where you are today. That's why we give out a free financial kit to any of our listeners or viewers who want to know, hey, this is where I am. This is how much money I have. This is my trajectory for retirement. You need to know what your retirement age is going to be, how much money is going to get distributed. To you. I don't care if you're 30 years old, 60 or 90. These are numbers that actually can be spelled out for you based upon your current allocation. It doesn't take any more money. Just get an analysis. This is what we do. The free financial kit will do this for you. We've given them out to thousands of people and never once had a complaint. And we'd love to give you one as well. If you haven't got your free financial kit, it's really simple. You just got to visit me online and ask for it. CraigSewing.com. That's Craig with a C. Sewing like a sewing machine. machine. CraigSewing.com on the contact form message me ask for the free financial kit it is a gift to you as a listener to our show free financial kit craigsewing.com make sure you get that contact form no strings attached and we'll get it to you within 24 hours craigsewing.com Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com. P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Are you sick and tired of the mainstream media? Tired of politicians? Tired of political correctness? Maybe some of the stuff you see on social media, it all can get a little bit nauseating. I agree with you. My name is Craig Sewing. You've heard me on KCBQ for years. You've probably seen my TV show, The American Dream, on Channel 4 every morning. All of this stuff gets put up at craigsewing.com. Look, I believe we live in the greatest city in the greatest country on the planet. And therefore, all of the shows, the things we do online, our social media, everything that is tied to my model and my brand is about lifting you and the American dream as a whole. I want you to join the movement. I really hope you can. It's really simple. We are doing radio shows, TV shows, newsletters, social media, all celebrating the fact that we live in the greatest country on the planet. I know there's a lot of negativity out there, but let's remember, San Diego, the weather's perfect year-round. In this country, people get paid more on welfare than doctors in other countries. We have an immigration problem where millions want in, not out of this country. We have a volunteer military that is willing to die to protect your freedoms. We have an amazing country. We should celebrate that. That's why I have a TV show called The American Dream. 
and it's why I'm asking you to join this mission. How do we do it? We spread the word. It's that simple. If you visit me online at craigsewing.com, there's a tab for the Dream Team. Join the Dream Team. It's just going to notify you of all the cool things we have going on in radio, TV, social media, and it gives you the opportunity to share the content and add your own two cents as well. I believe we can create our own movement. It starts at craigsewing.com. There's no strings attached. I'm not trying to get any money out of you or anything closely related to that. Not at all. Let's spread the word. CraigSewing.com. Go there today. Join the Dream Team. Help us spread the word on the American Dream. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. to the Andrea K show. I'm having a super time in here with my guys. I got Dijon over there working the boards. I got my buddy Call Yon Pokel on the line. I got Al teed up in here in the studio. It's Andrea K with her fellas today. Um, but uh, it, it's not all lighthearted conversation because I asked Call Yon uh, Pokola from Pokola Law to come on the Andrea K show tonight because a big story is coming out of media and broke last week. And it's a story that's fascinating to me because it involves sexual harassment. It's something that I know very well coming out of corporate America. So, Kalyan, thanks for coming on the show to talk about this Gretchen Carlson lawsuit. What was your initial reaction when you read it? My initial reaction was the amount of information that she was putting together. It looks like this is something, if, this is, if these allegations are actually, are actually true, uh, it shows a disturbing pattern, you know, and something that, you know, it's very hard for me to believe that no one else noticed this. Mm-hmm. And that goes to, um, you know, when you, when you look at the responses, you know, Neil Cavuto came out and, you know, categorically denied it. I mean, at the same time, however, I don't see Mr. Isles uh, ever uh, sexually harassing Neil Cavuto. Well, you know, yes. Well, what Neil Cavuto can testify to is somebody's character. When you've worked with somebody for 20 something years and you've been in their presence for 20 something years, that means that you've seen them in a variety of scenarios. And if there is a deep pattern that's that's um, what you're talking about or what she's describing, that you would think that in 20 something years together that he would have witnessed it in some way, shape or form. I can tell you coming out of corporate America, the organizations I worked at where there was this type of of uh, what is alleged sexual harassment behavioral pattern, it's evident evident to everybody in the organization. And then you've also got um, people like Martha McCallum, Sandra Smith, and Mercedes uh, Colwin, who actually said that she was furious when she heard the allegations. In fact, Sandra Smith had some stinging responses uh, and comments, uh, said that she was surprised and a little bit confused. And basically, the reason why they were all angry and upset at Gretchen Carlson's allegations is because these are women that have all been there a decade and you would think that they would have witnessed it. In fact, one of the things that they specifically said was we didn't see anything even remotely like this. And so, but it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. What you can have is a situation to where, and I think where she may be stuck is it could possibly have happened when it's just her and him behind closed doors together, which is one scenario that happened with me. And the problem then is it's a, he said, she said, 
good. And I don't, and you can't prove it. You know, uh, we've got the people, women on the left saying that a woman's supposed to be automatically believed, although they don't believe Juanita Broderick or any of those other women. Um, I say you're supposed to be, even though I've been a victim of this, I think that people are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And, you know, you, I, I don't know what you advise your clients, but I would say a lot of small business owners and people that I know, see, Fox is going to end up, you know, okay, whatever happens financially, but you got small business owners. I tell people that I know, don't be sitting and having a meeting one-on-one with a, with a woman, have a witness. What would you advise your, your clients? I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I mean, at the same time, it's just exercising, you know, good judgment. And a lot of men and women um, don't realize that their sense of humor can be interpreted in a different way, in a way that can be very detrimental to them or their company or their boss or their, you know, anybody else. Uh, You know, it's, you have to know what you're doing and you have to make sure that when you're talking to somebody, you know, this isn't the age where, you know, women are getting their, their butts uh, pinched by their bosses. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is a different era. Uh, and the professional environment, you, you know, has no place for this. Right. And, you know, whether I believe her or not, I mean, it feels like with this many things, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, but at the same time, I'm just baffled that, you know, I, it's hard for me to see that these women... Um, you know, that he did this with other women. It's also, when you look at it, the women the women and the men who have come forward, they're still at Fox News. And who the heck is ever going to badmouth their own boss? Well, well lots, of, lots of people do because, you know, it, I just, I'm troubled when we're, we're at a place to where um, it's just automatically if somebody makes this allegation, it's, it's, it's a rush to judgment and an assumption that... That if, like you just said, where there's smoke, there's fire and, and nobody's going to, there's an assumption that to me that Sandra Smith and Martha McCallum and Mercedes Colwyn are lying because there's no way that they're they're going to want to protect their jobs. And so they are, are lying to protect Roger Ailes. And, you know, well, why is it that one woman, Gretchen Carlson, gets the benefit of the doubt and gets, you know, considered, you know, um, the benefit of the doubt, but these women are poo-pooed and basically put down and being, you know, they're anyone's poo-pooing them. I'm just saying, well, this is just a counter. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other people that I've seen like uh, on Facebook um, comments that I'm hearing about them that, Oh, well, they're, well, they're saying this because they're, when I look at it, I think one of the things that really worries me is, you know, this really reminds me of Bill Cosby in some ways. Uh, you, you know, you see if, you know, the, her attorney's already saying so many other people, other women are coming forward now. And really, it's going to lead to, you know, it's quite possible that, you know, in the long term, what's going to do is it's going to change Fox News. Because the Murdoch brother, Murdoch sons have wanted to get him out for some time now. And he has a close relationship with their father. Mm-hmm. And this might be the little... Uh, you know, a little daylight that they could wedge in between their father and Mr. Alice. Well, in, in terms of the other women coming forward, an article that I read from Hollywood Reporter, the one that it, that, that quotes uh, Sandra Smith um, mocking Gretchen Carlson for some of her comments and saying emphatically that Roger Ailes never suggested uh, skirt length or lipstick or anything else. But, oh, by the way, yeah, we are a TV network and we got to look good on camera. You know, Kel Surprise. Um, that This article describes that the six women who've come forward um, were all of them were before Roger Ailes started at Fox News Channel. So other than Gretchen Carlson, apparently she's the only one that is laying any claim against him. And what I would say to women and my advice that I would give to women is it's hard for you to make a case when you've kept silent 
as long as your career was getting advanced, and then suddenly when the, your contract's not renewed within you know um, 24 hours, you're down at the courthouse, and suddenly you're grieved. I think that the timing, and I think that her silence up to then, what I encourage women to, to do is, if you feel like you're, and this does happen in the workplace, it happened to me. I was offered an ancillary relationship if I was willing, uh, if I was willing to participate in an ancillary relationship. I was offered upward mobility at Xerox Corporation, and obviously I turned it down. But he and I were the only people in the room. This does happen. Um, but yeah. I went and I still filed a claim against, uh, you know, the company. You must speak out and you need to do it timely. You can't wait until suddenly it looks like things aren't going your favor. Because my message to her is, why did you continue at an organization that was obviously so crappy and so horrible and keep quiet about it? If you care about women so much, she's talking about she's missed for, for women's rights. Why wouldn't she have spoken up sooner? Well, right. And I think that's what makes her credibility, you know, questionable. Yeah, well, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't want to rush the judgment on her. Right. Uh, but it's just, I mean, the length of accusations are pretty numerous. And I would think that her attorney, you know, hopefully wouldn't be putting, you know, you don't put this much out. You don't put this many allegations forward unless you think you can really make these charges stick. Well, that's so, a good point. And and I don't really know what the climate's like in small business now, but I've, I've known a lot of small business owners. I knew one in particular. In fact, he was an attorney, Kalyan, and he said that when he would get to the front door of his business, he would look at his at front door of his office, he'd put his eyes down at his shoes, and he would keep walking until he got to his office, and he would shut the door, and he refused to have any, any meetings with women without somebody else present for witnesses. And all this is because there's we've become such a litigious society and there are people out there that see an opportunity to make some money that there are women. I have heard about this in San Diego that will literally try to create a, a, a hostile environment to kind of trap an employer so that then they can take them to court and get some money. So I don't know if your playbook, you know, addresses these issues. Um, but but and I don't know if this is still so much of a problem in San Diego like it used to be in the 90s when sexual harassment was such a huge uh, story. But, you know, I, you know, and I hate to sound like I'm anti-woman. Do I sound like I'm anti-woman, Kalyan? You know, you sound a little harsh on women, but that seems like, you know, you're speaking as a woman. Well, and I know your experience. Well, and And I also, go ahead. So, I mean, I don't think you're being harsh on women. I think you're, you're being absolutely right in that you say, well, why should she get the benefit of the doubt and not the other women? Well, I mean, a man can be innocent so many times and only be guilty yeah. once, and he's going to have to deal with that guilt for the rest of his life, right? Yeah. So I'm also I mean, an advocate for small business, and I'm an advocate for entrepreneurs, and I see that many of them are a target, just like celebrities can be a target because they've got absolutely. deep pockets. And so, you know... Um, it doesn't even matter. They might not even have the pockets, and that's the worst thing. I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. see a thriving business that's getting off the ground, and then they get derailed by a sexual harassment lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... Small business owners, I tell them, I say, hey, if it's worth it to you to fight it, mm. we can fight it. But sometimes, and these people know this, they know that right. you know their boss can't afford to do a big lawsuit, mm-hmm. so they settle, right. even though they haven't done anything wrong. Well, thank you for being here to to talk about it. This is going to be fascinating to watch and to see what happens and see if it really does change the complexion of Fox News. Because i got to be honest, there's also been a lot of people saying that it's become a little bit too much of a bimbo show over there with the cleavage and the this and the that. So we'll see how how it affects kind of everything going on there. Call you on Pokola from Pokola Law. Thanks for being here. Enjoy the All-Star game tonight. I will. Have a good night. 
Well, you know, a fascinating story for me. Kind of dredged up a whole lot of stuff from corporate America. So, um, you know, I believe in innocent until proven guilty. Just anybody can claim anything out there, you know. So, but this will be really be an interesting one uh, to watch. Uh, speaking of the media, you know, I wanted to introduce a new segment. I am in the drive time now, and and I've got an expanded San Diego listenership here on my Andrea K show. So proud of that. And so I wanted to do more shows for the San Diego uh, listeners. And there is kind of a media story. That that I kind of wanted to bring to you guys that I invited my friend Julie Mills Brennan to come on to talk about. I love real estate. It's kind of like my porn. I've been watching every HGTV show since it started. And um, one of the one of the things, flipping houses is something that's particularly exciting to me. And I love shows related to that. And it, there's we've now got a lot of HGTV shows coming to San Diego, offering seminars on how to flip, making it seem as though you can make a gazillion dollars, that these flip properties are easy to find, easy to acquire, easy to flip. Everybody's going to make a gazillion dollars. It's going to be so exciting. There's one this month in San Diego, I'm not going to name this, the show that's coming here. You can probably guess because there's a few big shows on HGTV. So I reached out to Julie because I wanted her to come on and talk about whether or not it's what's the reality in the San Diego marketplace, Julie Mills Brennan, for people to get rich quick flipping houses. You know what, Andrea? I don't think it's reality. I mean, I think that there's a, a, a an opportunity to make some money, but I'm telling you from what my experience is, and I have a lot of experience with the flippers, is for each house, there is about a, at least 50 investors that are ready to, to pounce on it. I just had a listing recently where it was a perfect candidate for a flip, and I had 35 offers in three days. Wow. What neighborhood so, was this? Um, this was in a community kind of by San Diego State, La Mesa. Wow. And um, it, it was definitely affordable, but, um, you know, it just there's – there's only one, you know, very few property for very few properties for a lot of investors. So it's you, you got to And you got to realize the profit margin is really small at this point. Yeah. And I don't want to disparage us. One of the reasons why I'm not going to mention the show name is because I'm not trying to put out anything negative. about. I just want people to have their eyes open. You know, so if you're going to go to these seminars, I want, you know, I want to, you know, because it can be so ex- it lured me. I've been hearing all these ads. I'm like, oh, my gosh, maybe I should go because, you know, I love real estate and, you know, I love the idea of making money and. So, um, you know, so I don't want to be negative on it, these opportunities, but I want people to have their eyes wide open to it. Um, so there's typically what other do I things that people need to know? We know that there's a lot of investors that come in and there's like a bidding war. Anything else they need to know in terms of the ability to acquire? I mean, do you have to have cash or can you get um, loans? Most of the time, you know, it just depends. Um, uh, what I'm finding is, is that, you know, cash usually was king, but not necessarily anymore because the cash people are, are usually the investors. And we actually have a lot of owner occupants that want to purchase these properties, too, because they're at a lower value. And let's mm-hmm. face it, you know, California is expensive. So first time mm-hmm. buyers and are, are looking at these homes as well. And so they're willing to pay more because they're not necessarily looking at a profit margin. And they're looking at a place to call home. Mm-hmm. So a lot of t- the last deal that I was just talking about, it was 35 offers, about 20 were investors and the rest were owner occupants. And we picked an owner occupant because they were coming up to the plate with a, with a great price. Mm-hmm. And the others, you know, were lower because they wanted profit. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if there's 35 people coming after one house, that tells me there's not a huge amount of, of inventory out there. So, you know, exactly. Well, that's why the market's going up. And that's why, you know, they're saying it's going to go up for another three years. Mm-hmm. So oh, well, that's, that- that's, what, that's what we saw there at that uh, seminar. I think you were at with me at the convention center with uh, Craig Sewing. No, actually, I wasn't there because I was in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so they, he had an economist on saying that there was uh, three more years of this. So you're yeah. right. There's not. There's a lot of demand and not that many properties. Hence the you know property the market's going up. Well, if if it's a three year thing though, that makes me wonder if 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 you are going to flip that flipping you need to implies you got to get it done quickly, right? So is is if we're to think that it's a three year market, in other words, does that mean that you need to if you're going to buy a home now, plan to sell it in the next three years or well, it depends. You can wait out till the next, you know, cause some people just want to buy it for, you know, the tax write off. Some people, you know, quite frankly, just need a place to live. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to leave California, then uh, the economist was, you know, was saying that that's probably a good idea that think about doing a short term investment than, than, than selling. But if you're going to be living here for, you know, 20, 30 years, we could have three cycles before you decide to sell again. Well, obviously people need to need to give careful consideration and talk to somebody like you before instead of my, my word of advice is go to these seminars. Um, it can be exciting, but give a lot of thought to it and talk to somebody like Julie Mills before you decide to invest. How can people get a hold of you, Julie? Um, I'm at 619-992-7113 or homes by Julie at Cox.net. Would be happy to help. Thanks so much, Andrea. Thanks for being here. Have a great night, Julie. Okay, you too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, in my final uh, moments on tonight's show, I I wanted to get into my hero of the week. You know, usually on Tuesdays, I give my last week's Fool This Week's Tool Award, but I was so moved by Dallas Police Chief uh, David Brown. I mean, so many, aren't we, how many ladies are crushing on this man out there? He is like, remember Rudy Giuliani after September 11th? Rudy was the people's mayor. This man is the people's police. I'm going to get all choked up right now thinking about him. I mean, in one week, he has done more to unify people racially in this country than Barack Obama did in, in two terms. In fact, I think part of Barack Obama's game plan, the reason why he behaved like he did at the funeral, was to try to kind of undo a little bit about what police chief David Brown did. He was calm. Initially, after this, he was strong. He was faith-filled. I will never forget seeing him lead all those people in prayer immediately afterwards. You know, he's honest. You know, when he when he said he said to the Black Lives Matter people, "Hey, you know what? You got you got gripes with the police department. Fill out an application. Come and work for us. Help solve the problem instead of complaining about it." He's fierce, and you know, I and then I read that this man lost his own son. And a police shooting. What an extraordinary human being. I got to thinking, what if we had had him as our first black president? It's no wonder that he has received death threats because he is a threat to the left's agenda. And that movement that I talked about at the opening of the show. Because they don't want that kind of honesty. They don't want anybody faith-filled and optimistic about America. They don't want anybody who's actually unifying. They have to divide us. They have to tear us down in order, in order to gain control and get more and more and more power amassed to Washington, D.C. So, I, you know, hat tip to him. 
Um, I'm hoping that he will. You know, he says he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, in Dallas, uh, in in terms of of dealing with this tragedy down there, but wouldn't you just love to see him at some point run for office and run for president? Um, I'm going to put a poll on my website. Go to andreakshow.com. I'm going to put a poll on my website asking you all what you think, who you think, shifting gears here uh, a little bit uh, in my last time, who you think Trump should pick as his VP uh, candidate. I'm really starting to lean towards Newt. I really thought like a lot of people that we had to have a minority. We had to have a woman. We had to have somebody clever. You don't like Condoleezza? You know, I I don't. Mm. And I think it's because we need somebody. She's she's. A little too measured. I loved her speech at the 2012 convention when she talked about uh, the 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 grievance industry and personal responsibility. But what I think is I, what I think is what we need in these times is what Trump is going to need is somebody who's got experience across Congress and and a depth of experience that Newt Gingrich had. In combination, when you talk about fierceness, I was just talking about the hero uh, police chief. Newt Gingrich is fierce. He's somebody who can have Trump's back in a way that Condoleezza Rice can't. So I think she would check a couple of boxes in terms of appealing to minorities. But I really think given the times that we have and the nastiness in the media and the links that the left will go and that movement that I talked about at the top of the show in order to gain control over us, we've got to have somebody far more fierce and bold to push back against the left and their agenda. Um, but again, my hero for this. So go to AndreaKshow.com and vote in that poll. Once I get it up, I'll let you know when. And I wanted to end the show with um, a song from my hero of the week, Dallas Police Chief David Brown. He quoted this song today at the funeral, and uh, it's a classic from Stevie Wonder, the song as. Love you all. Have a great night and a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening. What I say is true. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.